Brew Strong is brought to you by Blickman Engineering, home of the top-tier brewing stand. Visit them online at BlickmanEngineering.com. Time for the beer radio you've been looking for. This is the show that dispels myths, tackles the toughest topics, and makes no apologies for geeking out on beer. Hosted by two guys that drink before they think, Jamil Zainashev and John Palmer. This is Brew Strong. Howdy, hey, my Bruin brothers and sisters. Greetings, Cretans. Hello, Bruin brothers. You're going to work from that. Indiana. That's all I got. It's a very, it's a very, uh, that didn't, it's all right. Yeah, it was lame. Yeah. So, it's all I got. That's all I got. Look at Bebo. She's showing me pity. Show me a little pity. She's showing you a pity? What did you say? Jesus, John. Pity with a P. You're going to take that and run with it now. I just know it. <laughs> she showed you her pee? <laughs> Holy smokes, John. What are you doing over there? Why do you keep coming back here, Steve-O? Honestly, I don't know because it's not like I'm paid well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Some people, you know. It's, they were, for, the, it's for the people. They were abused as children and... um. And uh, didn't learn to turn the phones off and things like that, you know. Uh, very, very, uh, very. Oh my God! Yes. Um. So we're gonna do a show today, and uh, we're gonna talk about uh, something uh, near and dear to my good friend John Blickman's heart. And what would that be? I have a guess. Beer. No. Yes. Brewing. Beer and brew. Triple, triple mashing. Triple and double, double mashing. And. Right. I did the double twice. Everything except for single. And I did the triple. Yes. But I've and yet to do the pentamash. The pentamash. Yes. Uh, that's our good friend uh, John Blickman from uh, Blickman Engineering. Uh, you can see there uh, a lot of the very clever and interesting products that he's come out with over the many years at BlickmanEngineering.com. Um as a matter of fact, like the one of the very first things that really just wowed me about your 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 genius was the beer gun and how you just completely rethought how beer bottles should get filled. And I thought it was just brilliant. I, uh, when we do the Evil Three release and we fill growlers off the fermenter for people, we use beer guns. I got a, all my brewers sitting there running some beer guns, and that's how we fill them. And it turns out great. They get the freshest beer possible. They get them filled beautifully with, with a purged growler and all that because the beer gun easily allows it. I know of places where people have set up beer guns to fill growlers at their uh, at their uh, their pubs and their breweries. Yes. So very cool. And... And uh, so that wasn't good enough. You weren't satisfied with just making, it, you know, reinventing the way uh, beer was put into containers. 
you actually have improved it. You've got a new version of the of the beer gun. It's got a much more ergonomic handle. It's got a permanently captured uh, rubber tippy end thingy. Yep. So no more lost uh, lost, lost tippies. Took all the kept all the real good items, which was the the cord of the design, and uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, and just got a lot of good it. user feedback, and uh, and made some of those changes, like right. the tip. There you go. Uh, more ergonomic. I'm a lefty, so I made this very ambi, uh-huh. which is which is nice. Uh-huh. But it uh, uh, integral uh, pieces comes with a nice carry case, so you have a place to put it. We use uh-huh. uh, antimicrobial uh, hose for the beer line. Uh-huh. Nice, uh-huh. the uh, silver. Uh, Silverline hose. Yeah, that's, that's what I love about you. It's it's not good enough just to you know come up with a great thing. You you think of all the little extra details, uh, like when last show we were talking about the cornicle. Uh, you know, it's it's like a lot of people will not put a valve on it, or they'll they'll give you a ball valve or whatever. You're like no butterfly valve. Mm-hmm. You know, this is what you need. You shouldn't be using something else. This is what you should use, and that's what you you make sure you're providing the best possible experience. Uh, for the the users, which yeah. is which is wonderful. Yeah. The simplicity is is always one of the mantras that I use. Is uh, is it simple enough? Mm-hmm. Have we have we taken out the unnecessary? Because uh, it's it's uh, it's easy to design something fairly complicated with lots of things going on, but it takes time and patience to make uh, a design where it's just so down to its simple. Core. Justin could use it. Well, no. close. I mean, that's Close. the goal you're talking about. You know. Steve could use it. No problem. Yeah. You're there kind of pushing it here. Uh, well, <laughs> but, yeah, take I mean, it easy. Yeah. I mean, for John, for, for you, you know, and in, a true engineering solution is uh, simple, elegant, but comprehensive. Something that puts all the features that you as a brewer want in a product. And all right, then make John, it. stop sucking them off. Come on. <laughs> and getting rid of the clutter. Clutter, yeah. Can't stand cluttery designs. Elegant. Uh, yep. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, yeah. I've, I've, I've elaborated because that is the same kind of uh-huh. uh, solutions that matter to no, me. No, I, I – oh, don't don't puffery, puffery your own own self. Okay. <laughs> no, I I agree. I, I agree with you. I'm just giving you crap. Okay. Yes. So double mashing and triple mashing. Right. So um, – It's been a year since right. we – did that show right and so let's go back to the whole genesis of the idea because i forgot about this but i remember now we were at a conference in Um, and we were sitting there doing the live show during the yeah was the last one no it had been san diego right maybe Uh, it was not last last year was Was it in boston year before that yeah was that in uh grand rapids Grand, no, that? no, I wasn't there at Grand Rapids. Yeah, I think it better be in San Diego. Well, it was at the NHC. It was at Home the NHC, and we had some questions or something about the brew easy, and, right? Uh, oh, what? and people were asking how so how much if you grain? wanted to make a how much grain if you wanted to make a higher gravity beer or something. Mm-hmm. And then I guess I suggested uh, just taking the word out of one and throwing it into the other. That that was, it was it was it was brilliant, Jamel. Well, I hate to admit that. On radio. Yeah, actually, yeah. now now you bring it up. Uh, somebody had written in and said that uh, you were how brilliant you were that you figured out the uh, to do double mash. But clearly, I was the genius. That you were day. the catalyst for that. 
Oh, I came up with the the, the whole solution, everything. But unlike <laughs> Jamel, I actually did something with it. <laughs> well, <laughs> Hey, I cannot be required oh, to think of everything. Check, check and make. And, oh, wow. and, and implement it. I'm the idea guy. No. Oh, you know, you're the you're the implementation I'm the guy. No. I'm, I'm, the, the I'm the idea guy. We're not talking about the same grain bill. Or are we? Same, same grain, grain bill. Actually. Same yeah. grain bill. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I um, just uh I split I, I think we were doing a five gallon batch, thirty pounds of malt. It had some specialty grains in it, but I, I made two identical 15-pound uh, mashes. Right. Now, see, the way – all right. Um, well, what what brings this back around is you've, you've tried the triple mash, and you brought a beer for us to try. I did. Done that way. And just recently, I did a, a collaboration with Evil Twin Brewing with Yippa, and uh, we did a uh, – a, a essentially a quadruple twin quadruplets evil quadruplets we call it. Oh <laughs> which is our evil twin recipe tweaked a little bit but essentially uh taking our evil twin recipe and doubling it twinned and cloned wow. mm. that's phenomenal and so we, we we took that and um uh in ours we didn't do the same recipe twice well the way we envisioned it was Here's, I mean, what we could have done is taken, because we had a, a certain uh, color and malt profile that we're looking for, we could have taken that and split it out to the two equal batches. You know, so in that case, I would say design the beer you want with all the grain and, you know, what the gravity is. Mm-hmm. And if it won't fit in your, From you've got, a, you've got a, a beer you want to brew. And you're like, oh, you know, I wish I could brew this, but my brewies, he, you know, doesn't hold enough grain. It's you know some insanely high gravity beer. Well, just come up with a recipe. You just cut it in half, and it'll fit in there. Oh, that still won't fit. It's too big. Okay, cut it into thirds. Just cut it into thirds equally. Load it up three times. Take the word out. Dump it back in, and you'll get there. You you can do this. And we tried uh, you know a similar thing for us. It was just easier to brew our regular beer first. I mean, our regular mm-hmm. recipe, all the specialty malts and everything, all in it. Got one that batch, dialed in already. Ran it out to the kettle. Mm-hmm. And then we just loaded all the additional base malt that was missing. We just put that whole charge into the into the uh, the mash oh. tun with the wort from the kettle. We just uh, hooked our, our kettle outlet to our grist hydrator and pumped it over and uh, hydrated it that way. Nice. Ran all in the louder and just ran it again. So it was a little bit longer than just brewing two batches, but we ended up with a 28 Plato wort in the end, 35 cool. barrels of 28 Plato wort. Wow. So that's like 10. That's at least uh, uh, 112 points of yeah. specific yeah. gravity. It's probably more like 114 or something. So it's mm-hmm. a, a specialty grain first and then back charge it. Yeah, just add the the balance of the specialty malt. But you could, like John's saying, you can just split up whatever recipe into you know exactly the same portions with specialty malts in each of them. The nice thing about that is um, you know your uh, any sort of water treatments and stuff you can you deal with that way. So now, did you do any sparging? Um, so here's the interesting thing: we had to. Because we wouldn't have had enough water to 
rehydrate the next set of grain Mm -hmm. and still draw off the amount of liquid we needed. Mm. So Water capacity issue. Well, yeah. So, yeah, the grains suck up too much of the Mm -hmm. water. So we um, what we did was just sparge our first batch uh, further and collected all the liquid we needed. So instead of collecting 37 barrels, we collected more like, you know, 40-something barrels to make up the difference. Mm -hmm. So the – and then – So what was absorbed by the second batch of grain was there. Right, right. And so all, but, all you had to do was draw but off. instead of just – instead of it just being um, uh, simple water, it was wort at four or six Play-Doh or whatever yeah, right. it turned out to be. Right. Which makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we were able to uh, – <clears throat> we didn't quite double our um, – Grist. Our, our, our gravity. Gravity. Um, but I think it was for a couple of reasons that uh, – Tell you what, let's get into a uh, short break, and when we come back, I'll tell you about why I think we didn't hit our numbers. All right. All right. We'll be back right after this. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? The 21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Saka JP. Your support of the Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we love giving you something extra for that support, like... Brew Your Own Magazine. You already know it's a great brewing magazine full of recipes, equipment how-tos, discussions of beer styles, and brewing techniques. Whether you're new to brewing and just starting out or you're an old pro, you'll always learn something from the articles in Brew Your Own. Plus, there are amazing special issues like plans for building a Brutus 10 system, 250 classic clone recipes, and the Home Brewer's Answer Book. Brew Your Own Magazine and BYO.com are awesome resources for any brewer, whether for yourself or as a gift, when you subscribe or resubscribe from the Brewing Network homepage, you directly support programs like this. Get a great magazine and support the Brewing Network. Subscribe to Brew Your Own right from the BrewingNetwork.com. Are you a member of the White Labs Customer Club? If not, you should be. It's the easiest way to earn free stuff for turning in your old homebrew labels from either vials or pure pitch. All you have to do is save your labels and redeem them for things like free yeast, an exclusive White Labs t-shirt or sweatshirt, and even the opportunity to brew with the yeast man himself, Chris White. Signing up is easy. Just go to whitelabs.com slash customer club, fill out the registration form, and then mail in your labels. They will return the favor by sending you awesome White Labs swag. Go sign up today at whitelabs.com slash customer club. White Labs. 
pure yeast and fermentation since 1995. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Check out their brand new patent-pending mash and boil 110-volt electric mashing and boiling unit. This compact all-stainless unit lets you mash, sparge, and boil just about anywhere that has a 110-volt plug. Double wall construction adds to efficiency and safety, and a precise thermostat keeps temperatures where you want them. Unlike insulated buckets and converted coolers, multiple temperature rest mashing is easy to do, all for under 300 bucks. They also feature the Mark II Work Pump, a magnetic drive high-temperature pump that does the work of pumps that cost twice as much, as well as exclusive Brewer's Edge regulators and quality Keg King kegs and disconnects. Check them out today at williamsbrewing.com to bruise their vast selection. Back to the beer guys that make other beer guys look like wine guys. Brew strong. All right, we're back. Hey, Porno Steve. Yes? Have you heard of the Brew Guru app? I have heard of the Brew Guru app. Do you have the Brew Guru app? You know what? I still don't. <laughs> Why not? Well, wasn't it last time we were here and you were saying, I'm going to download it right after the show? Were you yeah. lying to me? Um, you lying to me? I, you I, lying I, to me? I might have lied to you. I'm sorry. I know. Don't. Okay. So, moral of the story, don't be like me. Go and download this app. Don't be because it's a great app. Be, you should download it. It's completely well, you don't free. Know if it's a, you don't know. No, I've you've heard about I, it. I trust you because you're always right, right? Well, there you go. That's See? the first wise there thing you've is. said. <laughs> no, the HA for its members provides this Brew Guru app. You can you can download and try it for free. See if you like it. But I'm telling you, you will love it. It is quick. It is uh, shows you, you know, data from the AHA database. So it's got all the latest stores, and uh, it, John Blickman has the Brew Guru app. Yeah. And I'll tell you, that thing is snappy. tells you where you go, get your AHA discounts, and uh, what the discounts are. It's got information on, you know, it's got articles, um, Curated articles, not just like junk. It's actually they select nice stuff to, that you can access from the app. You yeah. know, you want something to read. Um, they've they've hand chosen uh, some stuff to put in there, and uh, uh, it, 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 I think it's just just great. It shows you all the other places that you don't get a discount. So if you want to know, well, what's the closest place to me that I can walk to from my hotel? Yeah, Brew Guru app right there. Well, it's like, oh, well, here's this one. It's uh, you know three blocks away. If I walk six blocks away, I get like a dollar off a pint, and I think I'm going to walk the six blocks. Looks good, <laughs> you know. So you have a reason to check out, uh, you know, these these other places. So, um, like I said, it's free for AHA members. It's free for you. You can go to all your regular places like the Play Store, the the App Store, uh, the small child who lives with you that knows everything about electronics <laughs> that you don't. Um, <laughs> he'll know where to go when he escapes he'll, he'll, the he'll take, you, take, take care of you on that where to find your parents and then uh uh you know you get all the great, the great benefits of, of being an aha member i really highly recommend the aha membership i'm a lifetime member i'm a lifetime member me lifetime? too yeah three mm-hmm. lifetime members in here yeah the rest of you people don't count uh nope. because you're not lifetime members no if you're if you're a member at all are you a member i am a member, member? Yes. all right so the only person, I know Porno Steve isn't a member. 
Yeah, a member of nothing. Nobody oh. would have you. Is that the problem? Maybe not that. No. Doesn't want to belong to anything that would accept him as a member. You wouldn't want to belong to any group that would have you? Well, it's it's too much mustache. That, that's the problem. Oh. They're not yeah. cool enough. Well, maybe. They're not cool enough. Right. Oh, it's for me. Oh, it's the other way around. Other way around. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, AHA is a great organization. Check them out. You can uh, find a lot more about them at uh, homebrewersassociation.org. And if you want to sign up for membership, go to uh, thebrewingnetwork.com slash, uh, I don't know, membership. Front page. Front, front page. Right off front page, they got a uh, logo that you click on. It says AHA. I would just click. Don't. Mm-hmm. Don't then, slash. Uh, don't don't slash, just click. Feedback or support or something. Yeah. yeah. Teabag support. Is that what you said? Yeah. I'm having trouble hearing you. Supporter. For some <laughs> reason. I'm, I'm mishearing everything you're saying tonight. Uh, check them out. Good people at the HA, too. Love those guys. Hey, did I tell you I'm going to be at the conference this year? Wonderful. You're going to be at the conference. That's great. Yeah. Excellent. I, I wasn't going to be, but now I have to be in Chicago for uh visit the market there and... Uh, I'm like, well, it's the week after I, you know, so I'm like, hey, I'll head over to the conference and yeah, why not? You know what that means? Walleye. <laughs> <laughs> we can do another walleye dinner. What does that mean? <laughs> I mean they right, eat story walleye. time, story time. What's the walleye? On? <laughs> well, the last time the last time we were all in Minneapolis, uh, Jamil and Peter had driven out there in his Winnebago. And uh, nearly, <laughs> this is going to be a much longer show than oh, it needs Winnebago. to be. Go ahead, yeah. Oh, yeah, nearly nearly killed him and several other people with of course, from I've, a tornado. I've, I've ridden in said RV. I know. Yep. Well, you know, they got there. They were tired and hungry, <laughs> and I said. We're going to go and get some dinner, and we we found a sup, supper club nearby that served walleye, and it was fantastic. And walleye is a fish. No, no, it is. So, walleye is a very so, tasty tender. fish. Here's the story. Supper club? Supper club. I feel like you're supper club. Wisconsin are We're in Wisconsin. There are holes in the story. We're in Wisconsin. Something like that. And Wednesday. John's talking about his walleye and how much he loves walleye. Oh, walleye like the best fish ever. I got to have me with some walleye. When I'm in, I, I walleye this, walleye that. He's going on like, you know. I got everybody got, excited got, about like, it. Is it exclusive to that area? He's got walleye yeah, Tourette's upper Midwest. Going on. Okay, so that's why I've never heard of it. And he got the walleye Tourette's. And... <laughs> And so I'm like, oh, okay, John, you're my friend, and you seem really fixated on walleye. I will try and find you a place that, uh, uh, you know, we got to, that's got the walleye. What well, which movie are you watching? Yeah. I mean, really. Yeah. And so we find a place, and I think maybe we're working on it, but it was uh, Brew Tattoo yep. who, who actually found the place. I believe I found it, but he oh, navigated okay. to it. He ended up driving or something. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. so he, he drove, was involved, definitely. It was you, me, Brute Tattoo, and there was somebody else with it. A couple other guys from, from the conference, I think. Just other yeah. other Brewing Network listeners. Right. I cannot uh, oh, tell you how important nights. you are to me, but mm-hmm. I cannot remember if you were there or not. Yeah. Uh, but we went there and uh, had some walleye, and uh, that was pretty uninspiring. <laughs> well, there was we the yellow perch incident too. But. There was the yellow perch. Yes, yes, they were trying to sell us yellow perch, and and, and John's like, "No, I need walleye." God damn it! It's like strangling the waiter for suggesting that we should have yellow perch. heresy. 
It was, it was a very good dinner. And, it's uh, like the yellow perch is very nice. A, or a. whatever, the, however they speak there. You betcha. Uh, you you betcha. Bet yeah. And uh, then there's like, a, well, you need the walleye. You need the walleye. And you got to get the walleye. And the, the walleye. And so you had the walleye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, these these supper clubs are just are unique to that area of the country. Where supper, it's like a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Okay, I grew yeah. up in the area. Thank and you. And what is a supper, supper club? Yeah. It's a restaurant. Yeah, that's that's it. Yes. Do they only serve salad? No, it's like a big um, chain, big salad bar. Um, no, they're they're always Little tavern individual. inside of it. Sizzler. Yeah. Okay. It's like it's like a like a, <laughs> a sizzler. Yes. Yeah, but a sizzler with a bar. They're Usually in the middle owned. of a farm area. Yeah. Or what's that everyone called? Circle cor- Circle Corral. Uh, Golden Corral. Golden Corral. <laughs> Thank that you. would be no. That's not a supper club. <laughs> right. Golden Corral serving here. No, I think it's called here. a supper club just so they can serve booze in areas where God doesn't want you to drink. Oh, okay. Yeah. I get it. Am I yeah. correct? Yeah, that, I think that's part of it. Yes. There you go. They have there an alcohol go. license. Right. So Either way, I hope you, can you get, get some, what was it called again? Walleye. That. Well, and, and speaking of, of alcohol, we did, I think we started oh, yeah. down in some mixed drinks, too. Yeah, I imagine so. Old I fashions. Think, yeah. Old I fashions, yeah. Yeah. I think I had some gin and tonics. I think uh, I think we were all feeling uh, no pain by the time yeah. we left. Well, you, you and I have had a number of memorable dinners like that at various conferences. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Minneapolis is the last conference I went to before I became a parent. I went for it that <laughs> NHC also. It's also one I remember the least. The, the, the one, the one, the, my fondest memory now, John, is our hand-pulled noodle. Oh yes, that mm-hmm. was a good one too. Yes. Who's pulling whose noodle? That sounds dirty. It was. It was um, delicious. Yeah. Very hand-pulled local noodles. Yeah. Organic. And the noodle was very hand-pulled thick. noodle. Portland yeah. thick yeah. noodles and Ooh. long. Mm. They pull them right there in front of you, man. They do. Nice. Yeah. People just baby. Bars. And you could go various levels of spiciness. Again? Oh, it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. It was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. What was that, like Frank's or? Yeah, it was like Frank's noodle or. Yeah, it's in some house. I was say <laughs> coconut Frank's oil or yeah. olive. It was I don't know. tremendous. Yeah. I got to get back there. I, I told you about it. That's the noodle place I told you about when we were in Portland. Ah. It was uh, not far from where we were staying. We oh, could have walked there. Oh, yeah. We never went to the That noodle. fun trip that you took Taylor on? Yes. You were probably pretty close to it if you walked out of the shitty area you were in <laughs> towards like where the normal people were. You would have run right across it. Yeah. Frank's Chinese noodle yeah, or something like great. that. The yeah. bridge that I was sleeping under? No, just kidding. Oh, yeah. It was pretty darn fantastic. We got to do that. Mm-hmm. This year. This year. All right. Um, Mashing. We've so, so totally lost track of everything. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we did the first batch, normal grain, and then we did the second batch with uh, just base malt. Um, we did an additional acid addition um, because I believed that the additional base malt was going to add additional buffering to right. the to the mash and ri- raise our pH which did go up but not substantially because we did did a bit of acid addition about half of what our normal acid addition was yeah your pH went from like 52 to 54 yeah something five, like three, that. five three six. something 
Five yeah. through six, yeah. I think he's Not right. six. Oh, wow. He's got the rain man going. Yeah. Man. Not a huge increase, but. Right. Yeah, as you were saying, you went base malt only in the second one. Right. And base malt has a baseline pH of like 5.8 to 6. So mm-hmm. it represents a more alkaline quantity than the mixed grain bill, which right. we have. Which has some meals. roast barley and stuff like that. Right. And goofy, so. as it may sound, but uh, temperature wise, what are we. What are we talking about for first, first oh, mash and then? Yeah, um, well, we were we were shooting for like a one forty nine. Okay, because we're going for twenty eight thirty play doh, right? And okay. we, we want this thing to attenuate. Yeah, um, we're looking for a fifteen percent beer. So, um, man, uh, one of the worries was that it's it's the way our our mash mixer works. Is you know we can hit it with a certain temperature water. We know the temperature of our grain, and boom, we get our mash temp. We were running the the wort out into the kettle from the louder and holding it there, and then heating it up with the steam jackets to mm-hmm. approximate a temperature we thought would work, mm-hmm. and then running it out the bottom through a hose up to the top of the mash mixer to the, the grist hydrator. So we were shooting a little low. Uh, just because that we didn't want to overshoot. Mm-hmm. And so we, sh- we shot in a little low, and then uh, we raised the temperature up a few degrees with the uh, the jackets on the mash mixer. No, this happened three times? Or? We just did it twi- oh, twice. Two batches. Two batches. Just a okay. double. Mm-hmm. And I believe this is the first commercial instance of this double mash thing. I've never heard of it. We searched all, everywhere we could search and never heard of anybody doing it because mm-hmm. we're like, hey, is there any tips on doing this? We weren't sure how it would work, but I was convinced. Because my good friend John Blickman told me it worked, I was I believed it. I'm like, we're we're doing it. This is we're gonna have to do this. Oh, well, we were gonna and do it. And I made it with all you. this up. I this is this right. I just threw extract and I was like, We were that, gonna I'm do not, it with you, but we couldn't do it. This we couldn't do it today. And we couldn't because uh, we wouldn't have the tank. So I'll come back oh, again. Yeah. So we ended up have, uh doing it with uh Yippa. We'll do we'll do a pen of mash. Well, it certainly was fermenting really well today when we oh, yeah, came by. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we have no problem with fermentation. Um, but uh, initially, the runnings we were getting indicated that we would get, you know, every bit of our um, anticipated gravity. Anticipated gravity. We would get double, you know, no problem. And um, which would have put us over 30 Plato. But uh, the guy who was doing the controlling the runoff, he went to lunch. Another guy got on deck. was a little impatient, and you know, ended up like cutting the mash, and we ended up like at twenty twenty six. We had a little sugar, got at twenty eight. But I believe from the numbers we were getting initially, and what I know of how all these things work, and how our our brew house well, works, yeah. we would have gotten thirty plate on no problem. I mean, we would have been just just a hair off of uh, double. Yeah. So it works. It works just fine. Nuts. And grain, uh, no, no sugars, no nothing. Right. Well, we ended up throwing some. I, t- I told them. I said, "Well, throw in you know, a couple hundred pounds of dextrose because okay. they ended up coming up short. And I need to get at least twenty eight because I want to get to fifteen percent. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Worked out beautifully. And, uh, Charging we were, through new horizons, Jamel. Yes, we were. We're a little freaked out about. Well, how are you going to repeat this thing? 
It's like, uh, I think it's fairly repeatable. I mean, it's yeah. the, the temperature of the kettle, but I think you, you mix the kettle, you get a good temperature on that, yeah. you get used to, you know, what kind of drop mm-hmm. you can expect, mm-hmm. and I see no reason this couldn't be used every day. Yeah. Wow. My, my first go through it was very similar. I got pretty close, but it was more just trying to sort out what was going on, what was going to be used water-wise, mm-hmm. temperatures, things. And then the next the next time, uh, pretty much hit everything spot on, and then I did the triple mash right. and, and and just showed that it doesn't matter if you do two, uh, one giant mash, two uh, mm. uh, half uh, two mashes or, or a third. Yeah. You know, yeah. three parts. Which it, makes sense. Yeah. yeah. We all came up with the same numbers. Yeah. Nice. The nice thing about the method is that – with the brew easy and other in a no sparge kind of system, the running's gravity is entirely dependent on your water to grist ratio, and that was the other thing that we demonstrated uh, when John and I were texting back and forth initially, is that the water to grist ratio you know accurately predicts your running's gravity, yeah. and so you can calculate your running's volume based on that and then the weight of grain and estimating how much. Uh, retention of the words the the grain beds can hold. Um, so are well, you looking at flow rate outside of the grist into boil? Well, what you're what you're doing, I mean, and this is where the practices differ a little bit. John was doing mm-hmm. the brew easy, which is essentially a no sparge yeah. system. Yeah, Jamil's doing. A spar- sparge. Did a sparge yeah, a full sparge yeah. right? So it changes the volumes and changes that mm-hmm. you know the, yeah. that final gravity bit. Yeah. But um, the 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 gravity of the runnings is kind of set by the ratio. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. And yeah. it, and then the dependent variable for that is kind of like your grist, the degree of crush. Okay, um, you know how yeah and how much, but you're looking at seventy five. To eighty percent soluble extract by weight, so you know you're right up there at the maximum. Yeah. yeah. Sorry to digress. Uh, no, no, not at all. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very pleased with how it worked, and I think um, it, it opens up a whole new way of doing, um, you know, high gravity beers. Because uh, yeah. um, yeah, for sure, anyway, I was talking to Yippa, and he was saying that. Uh, he did like a forty plato beer at one point, but had to boil it down for eight hours oh, wow. to yeah. get to that wow. point. And you know, we didn't have to do anything but our regular boil, so we didn't mm-hmm. load a bunch of heat into it and excessively, uh, you know, boil this stuff. We just did this. It took us a little bit longer because normally, um, once the first uh, grains reach the the louder we can start doughing in our second uh grains that are coming in the next batch uh we have 90 barrels of hot water right and right. we just start mixing in our next batch of, of beer in there and then Which makes the louder yeah. goes out and the grains get dumped and then that mash moves over to louder and then we can start the next mash yeah. uh in in this case we had to wait for the louder to be complete and then, uh, then we could start, uh, you know, doughing in the mash. So that, you know, takes about 20 minutes. But we also had to heat it up, so that took us a little bit longer. But it would be an additional 20 minutes or so to um, do this method yeah. versus our regular two-batch day. And we got 35 barrels of, like I said, 28 plot of wort. And 
that's more net barrels than we usually get. So we could have boiled it down some more. Oh, wow, yeah. And gotten to the 30 barrels or 30 Play-Doh if we wanted. So on the end of that, after fermentation, what does that do for mouthfeel and those? We'll see. Okay. Okay. How'd the fermentation go? Anything special you had to do for the fermentation? Uh, not at this point. Well, um, other than what we normally do. So anything over 20 Play-Doh, I give another dose of oxygen. So okay. eight hours in, I hit it with another dose of oxygen. And then eight hours after that, in in this case, uh, we hit it with another dose of oxygen eight hours after that. Yeah. So you give two more additional uh doses of oxygen just to keep yeast happy and alive yeah you're trying to uh, ensure that the yeast growth you know you you end up with a good uh you know level of sterols in the in the membranes uh, in the so they can keep the membranes uh pliable yeah and uh can handle the higher alcohol that's coming that makes sense. now i've been told that dogfish is using 001 and getting up into the 20-some-odd percent. But I've also been told 001 will not do past 15. Well, but that's where Some people say it. it only does 9 to 10, but I've seen it do 15. Mm-hmm. So um, well, I'm curious. But, I'm curious uh, if though. But you have, uh, what but is dogfish that, is, Super 99? Dogfish is adding um, uh, oxygen and sugar every day when they do that. Well, uh, so wow. that's how they get Simple it sugar? up there. Or yeah, yeah. something easy to eat. And... Um, so, I think uh, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, opportunity here for when you want to do it. Uh, we're we're looking at this uh, for future bigger beers uh, because we were struggling with some of this, either using insane amounts of grain and getting very little uh, runoff, right. Um, Instead, now we can get a full batch and just do two loads of grain in. So we're still using an insane amount of grain, but um, I think we're getting a much better result. It's probably easier to lauder for you, too. Um, the the lauder was a little slower. Once we, because of the higher gravity, mm-hmm. it, it did run slower. Okay, I noticed the same thing, being a little, yeah. little thicker. Okay. Right. But patience is a virtue there. Some of my people don't have any patience. Yeah. So. But I mean, I was kind of compa- I was thinking, um, trying to do it all, a high gravity batch alone, one batch, yeah. mm-hmm. trying to lauder that, you know, right. double the amount of grain. Well, the amount this. you end up running off is so small. Uh, so, um, yeah, this worked out great. I'm so glad we did it. Uh, so, the opposite better. would be trying to run extra water at at lauder, like uh, get your get your temperature way up and try to keep converting even though there's nothing to convert um, no no it's, it's just a matter of, or um squeezing the bed squeezing, yeah. yeah i mean mm. you know if you look at brewing a bag uh, you get a high you get less Correct, yeah. wort retention in the, yeah. in the wet grain so um that would work really well yeah. with this technique because you can squeeze out more wort um in Jamil's case, you know, they were looking, say, you know, coming up shy of their total volume they wanted. Yeah. So they sparged a bit. And because they were cut the grain or raked the grain bed and. Um, well, we spar- we didn't sparge with water. We sparged with the wort from the previous. Yeah. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. So, so it was that's, all, that's... it was all, you know, we, we didn't add any. We added additional water in the first batch. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Took additional runnings and mm-hmm. used that. 
Okay. So um, so as, our, a, as our sparge liquid. It's like a short runnings, then high runnings afterwards to try and yeah. keep going with because you're adding extra base grain in your second to third batch, right? Second batch, yeah. Kind of. Uh, um, all right. Yeah. So, John, you did a triple mash. Yes. Which I'm assuming means it was this, but three times. Correct. Now, it was all of them. See how I figured that out? Yeah. That was, that was brilliant. The, the math did not escape you there. Uh, so what I was trying to prove out with John was his chart is if, if uh, it basically to help him prove out the, the uh, water to grist ratio uh, determining uh, your uh, running gravity. So I did the double mash, mm-hmm. which was the exact same amount of grain as the triple mash. I just did it three-thirds as opposed to two mm-hmm. halves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. So, But the process was the exact same. Right. I figured out right. how much water I needed for the whole session mm-hmm. and uh, started with that mm-hmm. and, uh, and just went through mash one, mash two, and right. then finally mash three. Okay. Excellent. Yep. So... Like we were saying at the beginning, you just take whatever recipe you want and how much water it involves, Mm -hmm. how much grain it involves, and just chop it up until it fits into your your mash tun, and Mm -hmm. and that's it. And it works. Yeah. That is is fantastic. I think we really come across something here. And it wouldn't have to be even. I mean, you could do, you know, you could do two-thirds in one and a third for the... For the mm-hmm. final match, mm-hmm. if you want, well, really. Yeah, that's that's the curious point mm-hmm. of this process, I think, for me. Yeah. yeah. And and that's what uh, we showed with uh, uh, John's chart. Yeah. You figure about a half quart per pound or one one kilogram yeah. or one liter per kilogram in terms of reten- wort retention in the grain and or loss, you know, each time. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, calculate your water volumes from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And then um, processing back out, right? So that you can yeah. research after. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Let me tell you about uh, Great Fermentations. John's brew shop, yeah? That's my local, my local, local brew supply right. store. Yeah. Uh, so it's no wonder they get the largest catalog of Blickman Engineering products. They've got probably the greatest knowledge of Blickman Engineering products uh, other than, you know, Blickman Engineering themselves. And great top-notch customer service. Uh, Same-day shipping on many items. Great folks. You can check them out at greatfermentations.com or uh, like them on Facebook, uh, GR8 Fermentation, and uh, same on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, John's saying they got uh, some sort of special brew for life thing, maybe. Yes, I got something across my Facebook page there uh, you go. Uh, the other day. They're running a, a homebrew for life where you get uh, uh, so many, uh, so much money per uh, month or so right. towards ingredients and... And uh, they're giving away a uh, BrewEasy system to go oh, wow. along with that and a number of other different prizes, uh, fast ferments, and all sorts of different things oh. through this thing. I think thing. you should give away a BrewEasy at the next AHA rally at Heretic. Am I invited? <laughs> yes. Are we going to triple Everybody's match? Invited. Sure. Palmer will come, too. Yeah. Yeah, I will. So unless he's in Brazil. Well, if you guys are all there at the same time, you should just... Get her, get the pentamash over with. Pentamash. The pentamash. Yes. <laughs> when Jamil busted my chops for not loading that mash tin up and ramming as much damn word out of that thing as I could, just choking, choking that damn mash tin. <laughs> okay. 
Choke it, John. Choke it. <laughs> Choke your work. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's take a short break. When we come back, we will uh, have more of your questions right after this. Army, have you heard the latest at Hop Tech? Since Hop Tech has doubled in size after a huge expansion, Jade and Roberto can stock even more of the best quality homebrewing supplies and equipment. Over 60 kick-ass varieties of hops and malts, monster truckloads of quality brewer's yeast, including white labs, white yeast, and multiple dry yeasts. They even have all grain systems from Grain Fathers and Ruby Street Brew Systems, thanks to Jade, the brand new all-grain brewer. And don't forget about their 10% discount to all BN Army members. Jade and Roberto are waiting for you and all of your brewing questions over at HopTech.com. HopTech, totally not sucking since 1983. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanishev, and I want to tell you about Heretic Evil Twin. You might be familiar with my homebrew recipe, which uses massive late hopping to create a balance between the malty sweet and the hoppy bitter, along with an outrageous malt and hop character. I wanted a beer with the same bold hop and malt character, so we played around with the homebrew recipe until we were able to make a great commercial version, too. We've created a beer rich in malt character, full of caramel, toast, biscuit, and an ever-so-subtle roast note. On top of that, we piled in an insane amount of Citra and Columbus hops at the end of the boil, as well as in dry hopping. This damn-the-cost approach to hopping gives Heretic's Evil Twin a great blast of citrus and tropical fruit that can't be matched by any other hop. The result is a bold, malty, hoppy, but easy-drinking beer. This is our top seller, our flagship beer, and I couldn't be prouder of it. Cheers. To find Heretic Beers near you, click on Find Some at hereticbrewing.com. Ken Grossman of Sierra Nevada Brewing Company says making great beer is hard. Making the same great beer every day is harder. Brewers Publications announces its latest release for breweries of any type and size. Quality Management, an essential guide for brewers by Mary Pelletieri. Proper quality management for small, regional, and national breweries is critical. Whether you are an established business or brand new, learn the best ways to create and manage a quality system in your brewery. This book will guide you in developing a comprehensive program that will grow with your brewery, help ensure quality processes in the brewery, and continue providing great beer for your fans. Quality management for breweries is critical for continued success. This guidebook teaches you to integrate quality management in every level of the operation. It will guide you in developing a comprehensive program to ensure quality processes in your brewery. Quality management, an essential guide for brewers, now available for from Brewers Publications. Learn more at brewerspublications.com. If you work in retail sales, the restaurant industry, or are a new craft beer enthusiast, or you know someone who is, you have got to check out Beer 101. Beer 101 is an online course created for anyone wanting a quick introduction to the vast world of craft beer. Beer 101 covers the history of beer, brewing ingredients and processes, vital stats like ABV, SRM, IBU and gravity, styles, tasting, glassware, and pairing beer with food. The Beer 101 course is offered by the 
Brewers Association at craftbeer.com. Also home to the truly awesome Beer Style Finder, a visual guide to every beer style. Quickly play with color, bitterness, and alcohol content to interactively explore the entire world of beer styles with a gorgeously designed interface to your favorite beverage. The new Beer 101 course and new Beer Style Finder are only available at craftbeer.com. Craftbeer.com, celebrating the best of American beer. Back to the two guys that know how to turn beer into beer. This is Brew Strong. All right. We are back. Sorry. Is that how you work the forge? Nice, nice yeah, drum well, roll. Yeah, I thought it was, nice I, it was intended to be a drum roll. We got a whole band right here, man. Is that it's... a prayer diddle? Or, uh... <laughs> yeah. um, all right. Uh, so we're uh, talking uh, your triple mash. So uh, essentially same amount of water and like uh, John's saying, a retention of about uh, a liter a kilo. Right. Um, which is real easy to remember. Um, yeah. I think there's uh, something to be had for this. Any tips you would have for people, uh, John, about uh, attempting this? What, what was the difficulties you had that you, you solved on your first one? Figuring out the, the water usage. Right. And uh, uh, it, it helps to use a, a, a program gonna... like uh, uh, Beersmith. Mm-hmm. And I created a what I called an overall recipe, uh-huh. which was the... Uh, all the malt, all the water, so right. I could figure out how much total water did I need, right? And how much total malt did I need? And but if you if you made a recipe, if you imagined your mash tun big enough to hold the whole recipe, mm-hmm. and you just made a recipe for that, you'd be good, right? Then it you doesn't just, really matter. Then you just take that and then chop it up for whatever size your mash tun is, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fantastic. I mean, it's it, it, it couldn't be simpler. So you're so you're chopping up the same pH through three, three beers, two beers doesn't matter. What, well, how many, in, however many. In terms of in terms of pH target, you're always looking for uh, a pH between five two and five six. Correct. Depending on your style, you know, a little lower may be more appropriate. A little yeah. higher may be more appropriate. Well, you know, yeah. five two to five yeah. four, five four to five six. Yeah. But, yeah, you're still looking for something in that general range. Okay. Okay. And then I, I made sure that I had uh, um, like 100 ppm of calcium in okay. in the water that I did. And I didn't have any trouble coming in uh, on my pHs. I didn't have to do any additional treatment for uh, subsequent uh, batches. And I, I don't remember the exact numbers, but they were we, – I think we had one that actually dropped a little below by, by the time you got, Yeah, by the time you get to the third mash, the pH was dropping down like 4.9, okay. if I remember was right. It, was, it, was it that Maybe low? 5. Maybe it was 5. But you should be able to calculate your water additions, uh, you know, any minerals, acids, things like that. In total, yeah. In yeah. total with the total mm-hmm. batch. So right. I, I think maybe – because otherwise there's no reason that the pH would change. Uh, the collection of the wort, the reloading of the wort mm-hmm. into the next batch of grains, mm, the, there's mm-hmm. nothing fundamental about that that changes that. Well, I guess the uh, the the question I'm asking is because of specialty grains compared to base grain, 
where where are you falling in between batch one, two, three, or however right. many batches well, you're doing? If you're if you're taking the entire batch and just splitting everything up equally into thirds, thirds. Mm-hmm. that's yeah. how I did it. it shouldn't shouldn't make it a shouldn't, difference. It should everything make, should be the same. Yeah, but even if you weren't, which is how you did it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we did all the specialty grains and, and the regular beer first, yeah. and then we just added a, a, a full charge of uh, base malt. Yeah. Even if you weren't, the the initial beer has, um, uh, you know, some of the acid addition to it. Yeah. Your, your later ones do. I mean, you would divide up everything. Right. All your mineral additions, your acid additions, everything. Although... I guess uh, you know you need to overcome whatever your water is initially, right? You, mm-hmm. you know well, that's that's you're, a heavy play in in yeah what you're talking about, especially at at, at volume, right? But yeah. you would be doing the same for that much uh, malt anyway, right? So I think that I found it really nice because it really was pretty insensitive to uh, how you added the grains and when it mm-hmm. was more get your water. Your total right. water figured out. Get your water treated right. as if yeah. you're putting that it all in, more sense. Yeah. and then you know split yeah. it even enough. Right, it's, you're it's essentially going to be around the same, mm-hmm. no matter what you do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You, the nice thing about doing this in terms of a no sparge, all the water at the beginning is that you can make all your water adjustments up front. Correct. Mm-hmm. And then all you're doing is swapping out the grain mm-hmm. each time. Yeah, yeah, you're taking the old. If you think about it a different way. You're just taking the old grain out of the the liquid that's in the mash tun, yep. throwing it away, and throwing new grains in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, Which, physically, we're draining the liquid out, yeah. throwing the grains away, putting new grains in there, and, 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 and pouring stuff. it back in. But you know, logically, that's all you're doing is removing those grains, adding new grains, removing yeah. those grains, adding new grains. Right. And as, apparently, as as much as you want to do it, there's no end to this. Yeah. You could get to whatever gravity you want. It's, there's got to be a solubility solubility limit. Oh, there has to be. Yeah. But, but that's that would, when that you got into the you. do the pentamash and stuff as much grain right. in there as I can. Yeah. Is that <laughs> when like I started saying that? You yes. know, generally, I'm drinking very heavily when you and I are together. Um, so drink. it's no, it's no wonder I can't remember most of it. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Bruna, the Bruna bag method, you know, lends itself really well to this because, yeah. you know, you're, you've got all the grain in the bag, you dip it in, soak, bring it mm-hmm. out, drain, yeah. dump it, put in new, dip it in again. Mm-hmm. So. Well, yeah. And I, you're, I, you're teabagging your way to nice, high gravity. Work. Correct. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you could, that's the name of our next article. Teabagging your way to high gravity beers. <laughs> well, not. Uh, I mean, from somebody who does do teabagging, bag, okay. teabagging, teabagging okay. your way to grain, mm-hmm. right? Uh, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, really, I've played with you know simple sugar and and all that, and I've gotten up to nine two easily, yep. easily, quite easily. Mm-hmm. But what if I want to do another? batch of the same thing add extra you know i'll adjust the recipe so that everything else stays the same at so uh an ipa that's jumping into the 10s or 11s 12s especially at at volume right mm-hmm. uh, but adding more base grain at the end as opposed so do do an extra tea bag right right at to to get where you want Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so the interesting thing about this also is, let's say you're, you do your runoff, and you've collected in the kettle, and you're like, ah, oh, I'm short on gravity. I don't have any malt extract. Right, yeah. You could, you know. Get a grain do, bag. Do it, do it again. Do it yeah. again. Yeah, do it again. Yeah. Makes sense. Interesting. Well, I mean, it goes back to second runnings, right? You, get, you have breweries that run their flagship beers at second runnings. Mm-hmm. They're not. They're not even playing with their first runnings as great beer, which they are. Uh, but you mm-hmm. play second runnings, and you go, "Well, this is our flagship beer now." All right. We're gonna take a short break, and when we come back, I want you to reveal to me, my Johns. Your ideas for what we are going to call this. Now, they call party guile, essentially, when you do the other way. Right. What are we going to call this new technique back? Mega mash. Back back after this. Are you looking for a simple brewing system that's great for all grain brewing, but everything on the market seems to be full of compromises? Blickman Engineering has the answer. The Blickman Brew Easy All Grain Brewing System. The Brew Easy is a complete system with easy upgrades and a beautiful compact design, perfect for any size brewing location. At its core, the Brew Easy is built on two gorgeous Blickman Boilermaker brew kettles, a high temperature march pump, and either a top tier gas burner or the new boil coil electric heater. The Brew Easy adapter lid allows the pots to stack on top of each other, forming an efficient, strong, and compact brewing setup that comes in 5, 10, and 20-gallon batch sizes. Upgrade your BrewEasy system with full automated control by adding a Blickman Tower of Power temp controller and make moving around easy with the Blickman Kettle Cart. The BrewEasy is modular. If you already own a Boilermaker kettle, you can build your BrewEasy by purchasing just the modules you need. The new BrewEasy all-grain brewing system. See it today at BlickmanEngineering.com and brew with Blickman quality on your new BrewEasy. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, More Beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. Morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. Morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of The Buzz, The Forum, The Learning Center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Hey guys, what'll it be? I'm not sure. What do you recommend? A lot of people seem to like the Hefeweizen. Is that a German Hefeweizen or more of an American-style wheat beer? I'm not sure, but I can give you a taste. Okay, great. Great. The Cicerone Certification Program certifies and educates beer professionals in order to elevate the beer experience for consumers. Unfortunately, not every bar is staffed with certified beer servers who can guide their customers through a beer list. Here you go, guys. Let me know what you think of the Hefeweizen. 
Oh, yeah. That's definitely more of an American meat. But I can hardly tell because this beer just smells like sour butter. I wonder how long it's been since they cleaned the draft line. Yeah, and look at the bubbles on the side of the glass. It's filthy. Somebody should tell these guys about the Cicerone program. For sure. How about we head somewhere else for another beer? Your server should give beer the same respect you do. Request quality. The Cicerone certification program offers four levels of beer certification, in-person classes, and course books for beer professionals. Check them out at Cicerone.org. The Cicerone Certification Program. We know beer. Learning to brew has never been so disgusting. This is Brew Strong. So during the break, we gave uh, Porno Steve a total pile of shit for uh, uh, being a millennial and uh, not really understanding what that what that was and why. We schooled him. <laughs> you were all talking it, to each other, are you, not are you, to me. <laughs> are you more? Or are you, that's that's true because uh, you were too self absorbed to hear ah, our conversation. Ah. Are you are you more <laughs> frustrated by us calling you a millennial or a hipster? <laughs> frustrated. <laughs> the answer is yes. <laughs> Where's his mustache hat? Probably the hipster thing. Oh, oh okay. If I have okay. to choose. If you have yeah. to choose. Yeah, millennial is just when you were born. It's such a broad statement to him. <laughs> hipster is like, I fucking hate those people. <laughs> There's I actually whole, know, no, I actually know some people who are thing. like that. There's a whole fascinating thing about how how um, the whole hipster thing, how how people who want to not be who want to be different and not part of the trend, they very quickly all become the same. And it, it was fascinating. Well, Somebody did well, a yeah, study they, they on they want to be, be they all part of be a group, different, and then they no, they they don't want to be part of a group. No, they, they all want to be, be different together. Yeah, they all want to be unique <laughs> individuals, and they're uniquely exactly the same, and they all start dressing the that's, same. That's and it, the irony. And it yeah, happens. Yeah. They they put a, a time frame on it, and it happens in like you know, it starts happening within like a couple a month. of months, and within. You know, six months, like most of them are already there, and within a year or two, they're all there. And it was, it was great. I was just like, wow. Taylor, I think you should explore becoming a brony. Do you know what that is? <laughs> what is wrong with you? Like you know what it is. You would be a perfect. Or, or rather, hold on. Let me. Let me. What did? What did I do to you? <laughs> Nothing. I just personally I just think to it's make funny. you say just, that. I think it's just. Um, Something an aspect that you I should think explore. We could do, I, I think, think we could do, do a podcast show on, it. on that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I Thanks it, to my children, I know what that term means. I think we can get a series of them. I think it'd be amazing. <laughs> That's probably one of the scariest things I've ever actually known about. <laughs> All right. Um, Brewing. Yes. Mashing. Cider. Multiple times. Strong ale. Mm. Bevo, Was that three breaks? Start. Yes. That was three breaks? Yeah. It was, that was actually. three breaks. So we're waiting for breaks. questions is, from the chat room. This is the clothes or uh, questions. Right. Uh, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? No, you don't, you don't have anybody in the bedroom. Yes? No? Me? Well, if you're, you're by yourself. Really no, I do. 
So you've been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time only, you're going to get 50% off just about any one item. And free shipping. And a sex swing. Sex swing. Think about it. A swing for sex. Thinking of you in a swing oh. is that you, does are, not are take me to a good naked? place. I am uh, No, there are there are some things you can't unthink. What I would wonder is kind of there's an effect when if you're sitting there hanging there and you start swinging and the top part of you starts a swinging and the part that's a hanging is just a kind of dangling there. You know, there's the kind of that delay as you're moving forward. And as you Momentum, go yeah. and you reach the end of the swing, as you're as you're as you're cresting the pendulum apex. The apex of your of your arc. Steve went to school. I'm already three blocks away. I actually still did. Running. The, Thank you. Running. Yeah. The 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 pendulum that is following you <laughs> would come slapping around. Yes? Palmer's Slapping, getting out his calculus slamming. book right now. No, I'm, 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 I'm yeah, wondering I mean, how the penetration the actually works. And then I mean, you're coming you're back, and miss, then it's the whack. You know. Oh, John, I just went to Adam and Eve and looked at their sex swing selection. Mm-hmm. It happens. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what do you mean it happens? So, what do you mean it happens? So you want one, Diva? That's what you're saying. I couldn't do this. That's a thing. <laughs> oh, you could. I have faith in you. Yeah. But um, you can very clearly, the, these lovely ladies make it very apparent how it happens. Ah, okay. There you go. Well, you could be hanging this like John from the tree in his front yard mm-hmm. or from you know a door in your home. And uh, all you got to do is use the offer code Jamel. It's J-A-M-I-L. <laughs> so, Again, there's there's the door one. Oh, I, I feel like oh, wow. the, one, the door one requires a lot of uh, oh, upper body strength. Some strength. I think the door one is is <laughs> quite good because, well, it depends. I mean, there's the one where you wanted a swinging. You know, back and forth, yeah. back and forth. Go There's to Adam and Eve, look at you, their section. You just want you want the person propped up in the air and not swinging all over the place, so you're not like stabbing around and, and hitting the wrong hole. Well, when you're stabbing, you're swinging. You know, so Bebo, get, the door. Get these guys you, under control. Yeah, with yeah. the door. Because I, I was pictured hitting the yeah. door frame by accident, and that just seemed painful. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You're a wild man, John. That's you're a bent just, thing, right no, there. Um, no. Well, all you got to do, go to adamandeve.com, use the off code Jamel, J-A-M-I-L. You're going to get 50% off just about any one item. And, you know, their prices aren't ridiculous. Their prices are actually quite good. You get that for half price. You get the free swing, and you get free shipping. All for using the off code Jamel, J-A-M-I-L, at adamandeve.com. I think I'm, I'm going to go home. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to place my order. Yeah, I think I'm going to get that free sex swing before they run out. I think I, I have can, to order soon. I can picture it now in our outrageous acts of science. <laughs> I can see the next Darwin Award happening. Oh. <laughs> well, it's only well, if you're you face go. first. All right. Do we have questions from the the chat? No, they gave up after the first show. They're like, oh. I'm done. What <laughs> the shit? Well, obvi- I think I think it's the way around. I think obviously this topic makes a lot of sense to everybody. Yeah. The sex swing or the mashing? The mashing. Yes. 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 I would agree. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. We're in lady. violent agreement. Did no. you come up with no, a name absolutely. for it? Oh, yeah, that's right. We're oh, that's right. The, the What's triple the mash. Uh, Multi-mashing? Multi-mash. Mega Mash Mania. Ooh. Polymashing. Because then, because then you don't have to define on you know if it's hard, if it's double, or triple, or polygyle. 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 We got a great name for it. That's good. Polygyle. Polygyle is what we shall now refer to it from here on out. You heard it. Polygyle. Multi-mashing. Polygyle. That's perfect. We actually came up with something useful. That sounds like a beer that's got multiple wives or something. Yeah. It would be popular in, like, Utah or something. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to write it up. I'm going to write it up. Sounds good. Polygat. Age it, and it'll be fine. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Your barley wine turned out great, uh, John. We did not talk about that. But you brought a triple-mashed barley wine. I did. Mm Mm-hmm. I got. I, I found some hack book I found in a dumpster. Uh, that the, surprisingly, in the, in the discount bin. you and John were, were, were authors of. Yeah, so I, I took that and amped it, uh, mm-hmm. amped it up with a a wad more of malt. Yes, yeah. I took it up to yeah, eleven. No. Turned out nice. No, very well balanced. I think. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think it could use. Another year of age would uh, <laughs> could use a little more well. aging. Yeah. Um, let's see what kind of image Bevo has texted me. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Is this the swing you want? You didn't think you were no. There, did you? I, I think she wants it's me to order though. her a swing. <laughs> she made a little hashtag sex swing. No, no, it looks like there's you too. so many no, more pictures. No. It's, it's all about, a tire swing. It's, it's all about gravity swing. at that point. You know what? Yeah. You can use one of these swings to hold your fermenter. <sighs> Possibly. Bebo, what's your final gravity? Yeah. I bet you. Hey, is there a it might be cork purpose. swing coming? <laughs> Where's that at? Huh? <laughs> Where's the cornical swing? <laughs> all right. If you would enjoy the cornical swing, I suggest you get over to check out our fine sponsor, Blickman Engineering. He's been paying for the show for a long, long time, so you get it for free. I think the very least you could do is go to the BlickmanEngineering.com uh, site. Check it out. Look at some of the new innovative products, uh, the the uh, revisioned uh, Blickman uh, beer gun, fantastic as it was. Even more fantastic now. The Cornicle, the uh, Brew Easy, there's endless. The guy doesn't stop creating and inventing, so you want to go back to that website every so often and check it out and see what all the the great stuff is there. And uh, you want to uh, make sure you check out all our fine sponsors. Support them because they support you by paying for this show. And... uh, Check out uh, the the Brewing Network store. Um, we got what? We got uh, chewing gum. Life got, rafts. Uh, the life rafts. Oh, the yeah. life rafts. I forgot all about that. And the new oars are in. Yes. So make sure you go to the nice. store. Never be without a pedal. Never be yeah. without a pedal. Upcoming spring, I man. Yeah, don't the rivers are duffing high right now with all the storms we're getting. Yeah. You too could be floating down the uh, shit creek in a uh, inflatable in a swing, inflatable swing, <laughs> suspended from a door. They, they have sex swings on uh, doors yes. in the Brain Network store. Sure, mood swings. Definitely. No, they don't. Camo. That's well, why you got to go to animeme.com. That's right. Use the offer to Jamel. 
Jamil. Hey. Also, don't forget uh, April 1st. Spring Brews Festival right here in Toto Santos Plaza. Is ah. that like an April Fool's joke? No, no, it's, believe me, it's happening. <laughs> it's happening. It's happening. Okay, April 1st. You heard it here. Probably not first, but you heard it here. Live. You heard it here live. All right, until then, everybody, Bruce Strong. Bruce Strong, everyone. 